Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. My next guest, are you ready, is an actor, rapper, songwriter, and record producer. His film roles include Juice. That's with my man, Tupac Shakur, way back in the day. Woo! I was living in New York when I saw this movie. Higher Learning, you know. That's with uh, Tyra Banks. I remember how fine she was. The Wood, In Too Deep. That's my boy, LL Cool J. That's when he was an undercover cop. I'm talking about his character. And loving basketball, Sanaa Lathan. Everybody go, can she really play basketball? Can she really play basketball? That was a really groundbreaking movie because it was it was Young Love. It was really Young Love had uh, really been featured like that in in the movies, and they, that was a groundbreaker. His television work includes the role of Dr. Dennis Gant on the medical drama series ER. I remember when they cast this brother on ER, and he died. But the way he died. They they called his phone, the beeper, and the beeper went off, and it was operating on him. Man, that, oh, that messed me up, man. That messed me up. He run over by a train. Boy. And Dr. Martin Bellamy in Resurrection. He played a lot of doctors. He, just a, he don't have a medical degree nowhere, but he plays doctors on TV. And The House from 2004 to 2012. He is currently shooting the third season of The Shooter on USA Network. He is on the show now to discuss his career and his new book, From Fatherless to Fatherhood, which is now available now on BarnesandNoble.com, Amazon.com, Lulu.com. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Omar Epps. <laughs> What's going on, brother? Had a lot to say about on? you, Omar. Had a lot to say about you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it, brother. Well, I'm going to just tell you something. Let's get to this book, man. I want to read a quote from this book. I read the book, and uh, I, always, I always find a, a certain value system when I read about people who write stories, especially stories. Your book is a, is a, a personal journey about uh, yeah. growing up without a father. And uh, unfortunately, that's very, um, that's not nothing unusual, especially in the African-American community. And why was it important to tell your story to us? Well, for that exact reason, what you just said is that we've, we've normalized that, um, you know, fatherless household in our community. And um, we have to, we have to evolve. We have to, I, I wanted to write a book about my story, share my story that hopefully could be used as a tool of inspiration so that we change the narrative on that so that these young brothers coming up, you know, look at that like it's not cool, you know? Like, 
is we in the barbershop and we all friends and one of us know, you know, not handling your responsibilities as a father, then you lame now, you know, and mm-hmm. until you get back on track though. You always have the power of choice at your disposal to, to uh, get back on track. So that's really where it came from, man. Just trying to help shift that narrative. And it's important because um, uh, uh, the song that you mentioned by the uh, the incredible uh, Tupac Shakur, Brenda's Got a Baby. I remember when that mm-hmm. movie, that song came out back in 92, 92 time frame. It was such a powerful song. Uh, yeah. And it, it still resonates today. And you mentioned that. And I want to allow you to speak on uh, what you felt that what his goal was when he uh, produced the song and put it out. And then you thought that nobody listened because you brought that up in the book. And I, because the book, the song was an incredible song to me. Brenda's Got a Baby by Tupac Shakur. It's a, it's a song about a young lady who, of course, gets pregnant uh, too early, and uh, which happens all too often, not only in just in the African-American community, just in some communities in general. But in this case, we're right. talking about the African-American community. And you mentioned that in the book. So explain to us why did you mention it in the book? Well, because, you know, for that particular song, I was I was there from its inception. Um, we were on the set of Juice uh, one day and um, uh, one morning and, and, and and Tupac had read the, you know, the Daily Paper, and it was, I'm from New York, so we were in New York and filming, and um, a, a woman had thrown her baby in the trash, mm-hmm. right? And he was just so so affected by that, and at the time, I'm like, man, you read about stuff like that all the time out here, and he was just so affected by that, and by lunchtime, he said, yo, oh, come in the trailer, so I went in this trailer, and he starts, you know, rapping these verses to me, and I'm listening, I'm like, man, that's, you know, that's deep. But I'm not knowing what it is. Right. And then a few few months later, you know, his I heard Brenda's got a baby for the first time. As soon as I heard the song, I said, "Oh, that's the that's the joint." So I went back to that exact moment, and I just thought it was so profound to see that um, his his uh, his his artistic process in that way musically. Like, wow, he really took a real life event and shifted it into um, a greater story. And he was really trying to spark spark minds. You know, and so that's why that that uh, that's why I mentioned that in the book because that was a profound moment for me. Well, to say the least. Now on the phone with uh, Omar Epps, his book from fatherless to fatherhood. There in the back of the book, uh, it was a verse that I want to say that I thought, felt was really important to say during this interview, and it reads like this: This is from your book, Omar. To all those fathers who've fallen off, you don't have to. You don't have the luxury of catching amnesia just because your relationship with the mother of your child didn't work. That woman is the mother of your child, period. Why would you even try to turn her kid against her? Plus, when it's all said and done, neither of you wins. Only your child will lose. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's real, man. You know, I try to I try to uh, speak on different scenarios, right? Like, you know, a lot of things happen. Sometimes things don't happen in a traditional way. Uh, you know, you can have a child out of wedlock, you could be married, the relationship dissolves, you might just be boyfriend, girl, what, whatever the scenario is, at the end of the day, you know, once you, once two people make a, a commitment to have a child, um, and they have to put that child, they're making a lifelong commitment to each other, regardless of what happens, you know, in their love relationship, you know, in, in terms of intimacy, regard, if that dissolves, they still have a lifelong commitment, to, you know, to this child and to each other. So, it, you know, it's just 
trying to drop jewels for the young brothers to think about that before they make certain moves and when they make those moves to keep that in mind because I get it. It's hard, you know, and I even try to speak to um, um, women in the book in, in, in some the same ways. You know, there's a lot of emotional things can happen. There's a lot of um, scorn and resentment, but still, that's the father of your child. You know, now that's that's important because you you have that relationship. You know, you have you know you're you're married currently to Keisha, um, mm-hmm. then you have but you had a child before that relationship, and so that's kind of like yeah. what you're saying right there is that you know you didn't turn your back on your child of the relationship because you didn't want your child to lose. Because uh, that, that's why I, that's why I like the book. That's why I like. That's why I'm happy you're on the show because I love people who lead by example, who say look. Look, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not just speaking it. I'm living it. I, I went through the consequences. I went through the trials and tribulations of realizing that the person who had my first child was not the person I was going to be with for the rest of my life. But that didn't mean I didn't have to walk away from the responsibilities of my child. Right. Right. And that's all it comes down to, man. It's, it's really the power of choice and, and um, you know, and working through it and figuring it out. You know, nobody has the blueprint. And when it comes to parenthood, everyone's blueprint is is, is kind of different. Yes. Um, so you just said, but the, the the thing is, when you make that commitment, you, you you find your way. You find your way. You find what works for you. You you know you can take tidbits from other people. Hopefully, people have a, a solid support system. You know, because at the end of the day, it really does take a village. Um, but I'm really trying to speak. I'm speaking to everyone, but I'm honing in specifically on men um, in our community. You have to. I feel you have to. You know, we have to. Exactly. Exactly. Because men shape the way a girl, a young lady, should be treated. You know, if she, if it's a bad environment, then a young lady can think that she's all right to get beat on. Okay? All right, right. to be cheated on. All right to be no door being open when they walk up to the car. You know, just, you know, they think that's the way it's supposed to be. So men play that role more vitally. But when we come back, we got to talk about the, the young lady. I say young because she's about my age. Who who made you who you are today, Bonnie? Right. So let's let, let's, right. let's let's talk about the negative. Let's talk about the the spirit inside of a person who, throughout all the complications, did not leave you. Be right back with more. Oh my Epps. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversations. I'm gonna just tell everybody. Um, doing this show has been very um, eye opening for me as a person, as a man, because you get to meet people, you get to talk people, talk with people who who are doing. Things outside of their career and then making the decision, the conscious effort that what they do in life has to be more than what they're currently doing. And on the phone, it's a gentleman who's doing that. He's a very talented actor. You've seen his work. His his body work is incredible. I, I joked about some of the things I've experienced watching him. Uh, I, I remember when he when he was cast, we we're talking about Omar Epps, when he was cast on ER. It was a big deal. That was a big deal when he was cast on ER. That's when, that's when they had George Clooney on. That's what ER was ER, yeah. and uh, yeah. and and you you was this young doctor man, and I, I'm just letting you know that, you know I'm older than you, and the the fact that that character you played on that show had a positive impact on me because you 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 penetrated a hit show, a number one show on NBC, and you was a character. I was like, man, all my apps on ER, wow. And and that do you understand? Do you, I, I I I apologize. I, I shouldn't say do you understand, but do you the impact that you make on people with some of your roles? How do you deal with that? 
I mean, that's what that's what I do it for. You know, I you know I come from uh, uh, an incredible um, woman. You know, my mother, and she's a you know she's still my superhero to this day. But I, I say that because my mother was an educator mm-hmm. uh, in her professional career, and so very early on, I just saw how many people she she affected. You know, how many even when I when I first came into the entertainment business, so I can't tell you how many people. Um, in New York would come up to me and say, hey, man, you know, your, your mom, you know, tell us it's big head brag, you know, <laughs> tell us if it wasn't for her saying such and such, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing this now and I'm doing that now. And, and, and how many people's lives she really affected and, and mm-hmm. put a positive. So for me, that's just in me. And for me, my, my weapon is artistry. So I've always been conscious of trying to uh, portray positive imagery and, and, and um, to, to penetrate the subconscious because, you know, just seeing that image is powerful. Like, you know, I even talk about this in the book. You know, the first time I saw a, a happy, functional black family was the Gosby show, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And so when you're a young kid, seeing that, like, man, he's, he's a doctor, the wife, they laugh, they love each other. The kids seem to be, I want to I be like that. Right, <laughs> you know, right, when, right. When I have kids. And so, yeah, I've always been aware of, of um, the, those possibilities, but it's like, it's, it's humbling, you know. It's very humbling. I, I had a young brother come up to me not too long ago, uh, who said that you know I, I helped him, him seeing me on the show House inspire mm-hmm. him to, to be a doctor. There you go. And then, you know the brother was going to get a double PhD. I said, "Wow, man, that's incredible." Now it always say when you, as you grow up, it impacts you as an adult. You grew up without a father, and um, then you have a child, and that starts to weigh on you. Are you following in your father's footsteps? How did right. you get that balance? And I talk about balance on this show a lot, you know, because you were successful at the time. You're still successful. I apologize. You know, you're living in L.A., doing your thing. Sometimes, you know, these roles travel you out of state. Sometimes they travel you out of the country. And you can't be the parent, that, uh, the day-to-day parent that you want to be, that you didn't have. Right. How did you, how were you able to reconcile that? Because I saw that beautiful picture all through your children in the end. That's the best picture in the book, Omar. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that's what it's about. I mean, you know, it's it's no different uh, than any any working parent, you know, or any working household with, you know, both parents are working or, you know, specifically for, for working fathers. It's hard, you know, but you try to find that balance. It's, it's kind of an ebb and flow. Um, it's, it, well, specifically for what I do, it's not a nine to five thing. So mm-hmm. to your point, it's like, you know, I might be gone for three months out of the blue, <laughs> yeah. you know, working on something. Um, you know, but you just find, you, you try to find that balance. And I speak a lot on it in the book. Um, what's been really profound to me uh, when I've been out there talking about the book is how many people um, have ex- shared their stories with me that grew up with their father, but the, the father in the household wasn't really active. Right. You know, so they were there, but they weren't. Mm-hmm. And that, and I touch on that um, uh, in the book. It's about being active and it's about being present. Mm-hmm. So you, you just, you know, if, if you're working and it's tough, work long hours, you just got to make the time. You know, you got to make the time and everyone does it different ways. You know, some people do, you know, all right, on fr- every Friday they go to the movies or you know, every Saturday they go out to the park and, or, you know, you find some sort of, you want to create some sort of consistency. Because uh, at the end of the day, time is the most invaluable thing on earth. And that's all children ever really remember is, is the time you spent with. You know, Omar, you're a regular dude, man. 
you're a regular dude. And I say that complimentary, too, in a complimentary tone, too, because you. your mom did you right, man. She 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 gave you values that um, make you successful, but don't make you above the success. You know what I'm talking about? You right. know those people. And um, oh, yeah. because I, I can hear the sincerity in your voice. It was a quote that I, you know, this book is full of quotes. I'm on the phone with all my apps in this book, From Fatherless to Fatherhood. You can get it at Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, you know, and you should get this book. And uh, it's because a, it's a, the, the problem I always have with, with books, because, you know, women buy books. Women will buy mm-hmm. books. Men, on the other hand, who need to be reading this book, I don't think I need to read that. And I would let's change that because this is something you should read because of the fact that it's a good, it's a good read for me. And I feel I'm a good father. I'm, you know, I, I'm like you. I'm in the business. So I know what you're talking about. Sometimes I was living in New York. Sometimes I, I raised my daughter on, over the phone. I got some I got some baby talk on my she leave voice messages that I'm going to give to her one day. And you're going to probably make her cry when she was just talking and leave messages on my. She's never she doesn't know. I got about 30 of those when she hey, daddy. Bye, daddy. You know, all through it's like. One through five, one through five of her just leaving messages on my phone. I was able to capture them and put them on CD. I'm gonna give them to her one day because I know what you're saying is that you know it's important to try to be a father. More importantly, it's important to try to be a father who's responsible to the to the activity of giving your child the advice, the guidance. Because there's so many things, especially with social media. You know what I'm talking about, Alma. You know, you 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 you're you're a superstar, dude. You you know, you're celebrity, recognizable talent. You're on television all the time. You're in movies all the time, and so your children are impacted by that. And so yep. that means that you have to guide them, like you said, like you say, your older daughter knew knew you want the doctor on in, on the house. The other kid, they just over oh, there just looking at daddy on TV, daddy on TV. You know, so <laughs> so it really when you start breaking down your life, you have to understand that the value system, whether you're a truck driver, work for a UPS, or you're a cook. All of it comes back to being a father who has time for their child. Right. And a father who makes time. And I think one of the, you know, I know for me, uh, the biggest, uh, one of the biggest things my mother instilled in me from a young age was a sense of self-worth. And and I think that, you know, as parents, that's one of the biggest things we can instill in our children is that they are worthy. Um, Because when, when a child grows up with that sense, um, uh, a lot of the, uh, the peer pressures and the, the environmental things, mm-hmm. they're less likely to partake in those things because they, they feel worth, they feel worthy, they feel uh, loved, that they belong to a, 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 you know, a familial tribe that, you know, that they have a worth in. Um, a lot of these kids that go wayward, and it's a lot of different reasons, we know, but I'm just trying to go to the root of it. A lot of these kids don't feel valued mm-hmm. don't feel worthy they feel like well it, you know it don't matter if i ain't here tomorrow because don't nobody care right you know and and um and so you know it's, it's, again going back to that active piece you know that's it's that's the most important thing it's deep man it's really deep i was i want to do one more quote from your book for before we end this conversation uh, about your book from fatherless to fatherhood written by uh, Omar up the comic comedic genius chris rock made a profound statement about fatherhood during one of his performances. He said, whenever a father boasts about taking care of his kids, people's response should be, you're supposed to take care of your kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm telling you, right. I'm telling you, Omar, I've been reading this book for I'm telling you, man. Right. You're messing right. with me, man. You're messing with me, Omar. <laughs> <laughs> 
But if you look at that, you know, it's it's just the truth, right? But we have gone for so many generations of, of having fatherless households that it's normalized. So now that you have, you know, people uh, who are uh, stepping up to their, 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 their fatherly duties, you know, they want that extra pat on the back. And let me and let me just say this too, you know, within the African American community, we have made incredible strides yes, when it comes have. to the issues of family and, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But and a lot of times, you know, you hear people want to throw up certain statistics and this that, and the other. Statistics are relative to whoever you're polling. One, but two, you know, I'm in them streets, and and that that cycle of fatherlessness is still an epidemic in our community. So we just got to be real about what's real. And um, so, you know, even though I, I say that in the book, you know, using that, that, that Chris Rock uh, joke, which I thought was just great, you know, I understand at the same time why, you know, a, a man would want that credit. It's Absolutely. So many generations of, Absolutely. you know, of people not giving them credit. It. So it's like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, they're trying to, they, and, they break, and so I salute those brothers as well, because you're breaking the cycle. At the end of the day, it's about breaking the cycle. My man. And, and it's about... He's a writer, he's a producer, entrepreneur, he's been married to his wife for over a decade, and he's dedicated father to his three children. Omar, thank you for calling Money Making Conversations. Oh, thank you, brother. It was a great to talk to you. Keep winning. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.